Hey guys, what's up? This week I have two movies for you. Here Before is a psychological, supernatural, possibly supernatural thriller. Headlined by Andrea Riseborough. You might know her from Mandy, the Amazon miniseries 000. And she's just, she's just a very, very good actress, and she was also in Possessor. She's one of my favorite actors working today. I will watch anything she's in. I'm surprised I haven't seen a lot more of her, of her work. This is one of the best performances I've seen her in here before. She plays an Irish woman who, when, a, when, a, when another couple moves into the duplex she shares with her family, the, she starts wondering if the new couple, the married couple's daughter might be a reincarnation of her own daughter who passed away some years ago. So Andrea Riseborough plays this woman who is distraught because she she believes her late late daughter might be reincarnated into this new girl who lives in the duplex with that other family. It's an interesting thriller, psychological kind of drama that is directed and written by Stacy Gregg. I interviewed Stacy Gregg earlier in the week, and yeah, look, I interviewed Stacy Gregg, and I also interviewed for another film called Catch the Fair One. It stars it stars Kaylee Ko Reese, and jo- and and it's directed by Joseph Fladika. Now the problem with both these interviews is I went to the Chumash Casino, Chumash Hotel Resort and Casino with my mother. Okay, but several days ago, thought I packed up all my recording equipment. Forgot my friggin' cable, so I apologize when I actually do these interviews. You're gonna hear a very muted me asking these my requisite questions, okay? So it's ironic because the, the talent were the ones who actually had the better audio, not bleeping me. And you know, later in the week, I interviewed Shalto Copley for this upcoming film. I'll, I'll give you guys a sound. It's called Ted K, it's a story of the Unabomber. It comes out next week. You'll look, you can look forward to that next week as well. But again, this time I was here over in, over in the valley, over in my house. And I, even though I did have the cable, the zoom, for some reason, the zoom would not pick up my mic and I sounded even worse. So on a, in a weird way, it was a great way for me for, for watching movies, really, really good movies this week. But the problem is due to cable and audio issues, I sound like a moron. I sound, I sound horrible. All week, but that should not stop you from listening to this interview I have with Stacy Gregg, writer director Stacy Gregg. She is basically trained in theater, but if you actually watch here before, this looks like a movie that's been done by a very expert filmmaker, and it was great speaking with her. And you know what? From this movie, she might be offered a, a ton more genre-driven films, but it seems I don't know. My guess is she might just continue to do theater and do indie stuff, but she is. I don't know if someone offers her a pretty big payday and an interesting project to helm or, or shepherd, uh, she'd be great. She's, she'd be a perfect, perfect person. If I was a CA, CEO or development executive or what big time producer, I would hire her uh, to, to do, to shepherd some kind of tempo project. Anyway, she's, she's that talented. You'll see when you see here before this weekend. Very interesting movie. Again, uh, Kaylee, Kaylee, K.O. Reese, who is a boxer, okay, and director Joseph Fladika, they collaborated on Catch the Fair One. That's another movie that I really love this week, and it's a boxing, it's not a boxing film, well, it's kind of a boxing film, but it's a boxing crime thriller, okay, and Kaylee, K.O. Reese, who's a real-life pugilist, she plays a 
a woman who is distraught over the miss over her younger sister's disappearance. So what she does is she actually she joins she willingly joins a a sex trafficking ring. She tries to become a prostitute to work her way inside and figure out how uh, who what happened to her younger sister. Okay, so it's a very interesting movie. On one end, it is a gripping crime thriller with its share of action and un Unre- yeah, unrepentant. What, what is it? It's just, it's violence that just happens. It's not glorified. It is not, yeah, it, it it really feels realistic, the violence in this movie. The acting from Kaylee K.O. Reese is fantastic. She is a newcomer in the acting field and she has a presence and she, has, she just completely has a presence about her. And I just can't wait to see more of her down the road. And director Joseph Ladiga also does a great job with Catch the Fair One. I don't know how much money they had to work with, but whatever it is, it's a really high-end production in my in my in my opinion. Okay, sorry, I, I feel a little bit hemmed in because I'm actually recording in the walk-in closet in the house. Anyways, yeah, so Catch the Fair One and Here Before, both really really great movies. Love them both. Would love to hear what you think of of both films. Now, both those, these movies are available in select theaters this weekend, but you can purchase them both on demand. So just look at your whatever video digital platform you use to download or rent your movies. Check them out. There will also be Amazon Associates links in the descriptions. And so in, and the profits commissions will go to me and Anderson and Bruce and Eric from Cinematics and fi- the whole Find Your Film podcast kind of community. So that'd be great if you can. But most importantly, we'd love to hear what you guys think of both these movies here before and catch the fair one. Here are my interviews. I'm going to start right now, first with my interview with Stacey Gregg. And then after that, you're going to hear like a little transition and my interview with Kaylee K.O. Reese and director Joseph Ladiga will round out the interviews. Also, I'm going to put in the the trailers to both of them. So uh, there there should be timestamps in this podcast as well. Okay. Thanks again for listening to me and Anderson here on Cinematics. And you know we've been up and running since 2015. I'm trying to slowly get Anderson hopefully down the road to do interviews as well. We'll see if that works. All right, guys. Love you all and have a great weekend watching movies. Bye. Megan, take that in. Hey, Heavy. New neighbors? Live away, girl. She's cute. Cuter than me. Is Megan settling in school? Aye, aye. I just have them writing these journals, you know? Aye, Josie did one. My daughter, she's not with us anymore. Josie, Josie. Can they give me a lift? I'm sure your mommy's on her way. Oh, please, I'm freezing. Come on. I was here before. She says she's been to the graveyard. Well, she's never been here. The white girl puts me in mind of Josie. She's a bit about the same age. Before. I was too small for these, wasn't I? You've never been here before. We have. There was a yellow thing. A fish. She knows this is Josie. Josie! You're trying to wind me here now? I understand that I sound crazy. Megan. 
is not Josie. How do you know? Just leave us alone, please. I don't know what's what's the problem. Yeah. It's really hard. Do you want to come to the car for one minute? I'm so saying school. Don't tell your mommy. Stacy, first of all, re- really love your film, and I, I wanted to. Oh, Pat, great! By the way, great Patsy Cline thing on the on the back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was looking at a previous interview, and you were talking about that your Soho meeting with Aunt Andrea. Can you just talk about how that meeting went? And did you immediately know, as far as that you were like minded when it came to work ethic and the approach of your craft, just on that one meeting, or did it take a succession of just conversations? I honestly, I think that meeting did it. Like, it's just, you just know sometimes when you meet someone, you know, and I think in the industry and also because I come from a theatre industry, one of the things that you have to do is read people very quickly and connect very quickly. It's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's part of the creative skill set. Um, and yeah, as soon as we met, we sat down, you know, we ordered a little snack and got, and, and jumped in, you know, and I could feel, you know, Andrea wanted to deep dive, you know, wanted to, you know, get stuck into the big stuff. And we chatted about some of the big ideas and themes of the film and how we like to work. Um, and that was that really, you know, it's it's a bit of a dreamy story. <laughs> and, you know, fantastic. It, you, were, you were also mentioning that this story was pretty much in your subconscious, in your head for, for quite a while. How long was that quite a while And then also, did the story mature as you matured as a person? Because this is a very layered story about trauma and grief, and most importantly, about family. Yeah, you know, know, it's so funny, as I've done a few more um, interviews and talked a little bit about this, I, you know, yes, the story was, the, the seed of the story really was with me from, I was a kid about Megan's age, because I was like, into the paranormal and I was a bit troublesome and imaginative and so there was definitely a a seed there but I think reflecting as well on the kind of stories I tell and the landscape you know I grew up in you know 90s Belfast it was quite a tough place to grow up and you know we were living through a lot of everyday trauma we were we were surrounded as kids by by teachers and parents talking in code by pretty heavy stuff on the news every night and I think actually reflected on this film and how I internalized a lot of that and the dynamics between the families and the kids and then what's layered into the landscape as well so I guess that's it feels a little nebulous but I, but I guess what I'm saying is the story was with me for a long time but I think how I approached the story and how the film subsequently developed um, drew on some of those things that might have been quite deeply in me for a long time yeah I mean, after watching this movie, the, the moniker here before is is very resonant without giving too much away. Can you speak to what that title means for you? Because in one sense, the idea of grief and the supernatural, those can be mixed. But in many ways, this movie is about reality, that no matter who leaves you, don't assume that they're going to be gone, that they're always going to be a part yes. of your life. I thought that was very 
touching for me to, you know, someone who's lost someone as well. So can you speak to that? Absolutely. I mean, I think that was really important always to me is that there's, um, there's room here and the film uh, is experienced quite differently by different audience. And I love that. And I think the same could be said of um, love and grief and the, the rationale that we each have and how we navigate our way through that. And I've mentioned a fair bit, this letter um, that Nick Cave wrote, um, in after the loss of his son. And the reason I mentioned that is because he so succinctly touched on those things. You know, he talks about willing our spirits and they talk to us and they lead us out of the darkness. And there's there's a sort of spirituality in that that I think speaks to Irish culture as well and the way we deal with death. Um, you know, we, we celebrate it. We have wakes, we have open coffins. You know, it's very different, for example, even when I'm over in England. Um and so I think keeping those things alive and coexisting, I love that. You know, I love that nothing is tied up neatly with a ribbon. I love that by the time we reach the end of this film, there are people have different experiences of reality and they can coexist. Um, and that's, you know, that's interesting to me. There's there's an explanation there if you want it. Some people in the film reject that. I, I loved your film on this level but also on a, on a level of a cinephile, when you read reviews and, and just comparing your work to someone like a Nicholas Rogue and people actually theorizing that, oh, if you did just a genre horror thriller film, you could easily knock it out of the park. How do you feel about that, especially with you, with your roots grounded in the theater? Is that a great compliment? And is that a road that you might even travel down the road? Because that's something you could, I think, you could really master. And you've already mastered it in a certain way. Thank you. I mean, yeah, of course, it's incredible to have people respond like that and, you know, mention some of the greats. Um, I think if I consciously went out and tried to do anything like that, I'd probably not achieve it. And so I think trying to stay true to your own artistic vision and voice is really key. So in the same way, I think I've always I've been quite an eclectic artist. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't been a very linear. I didn't like wake up and go, I'm going to be a I'm going to be a cinema director and I'm going to make this kind of a film. So for me, the curiosity is is always the driving force. And if the next project that I make is an out and out genre, great. You know, there's no reason why that wouldn't be the case. But at the same time, I'm not kind of don't think I'm out to make the next successful whatever I need to you know it needs to present itself to me and then I'll make that as best as I can so I'm as excited as the next person (laughs) to see what what comes next dumb question an obvious question why is Andrea not considered one of the great actors working I mean I just I we we know why you were nervous for the Soho meeting but what the heck is going on oh my gosh listen uh, no I don't you know I wonder if it's I wonder if she's on the cusp of that, you know, and it's because she's a chameleon as well. And so I think for a long time, people didn't realize it was Andrea that was popping up in so many films because she is, you know, so, um, so eclectic and and really immerses herself in these roles. But, you know, I think, I think she has a great following and there's a lot of love for her out there. Um, So, you know, I, I I obviously think she's one of the greats, Um, but yeah, I think that time, you know, Queen Queen Andrea. You know, also, also just during the edit, during the, the time of COVID, I, obviously you have an editor working with you, but did the edit change when you're in, in that solitary mode? Because I think a lot of this movie, it, it actually lets the, the, the viewer participate and actually uh, round out the sentences. You don't spell the movie out. And I'm just wondering, did that aesthetic sort of emerge during maybe the period of just, 
maybe a little bit of isolation or maybe am I just are those two those two different that's, things no I think that's a really interesting question I haven't thought about it before in that way I, I would say that I knew when I was making the film that silence would be a big part of it that I wanted to create space that I am an unfussy filmmaker in the sense that I want to let the camera turn over and invite an audience in um, and get out of the way and let the performers do their thing um, having said that it's interesting because the edit was such a quiet time, such a silent time and such a lonely time. Um, it, it, it may well be the case that some of that found its way into the film. Um, I'm, I'm sort of casting my mind back now to think about that. But, but there was something very meditative about those, about those months. Um, and, I, and I think that is a quality that, that did, that did crystallise uh, during that period of post with the film. Right. And, and just wondering your reaction that how, how many people have seen it? Have you had screenings and just the reactions of people coming up to you regarding, and I'm sure of people share their own stories with their family with you after watching this film. Yeah. I mean, I, for the longest time I hadn't shared it and it was really tough. And as much as I was grateful for, you know, virtual screenings, you know, the film is cinematic. It, it was designed to be shared communally. Like that's the kind of beast I am, you know? So finally I got to see it with an audience at Belfast Film Festival. And that was, that's my hometown. So it just felt, and, you know, for people to see on screen, people who look and sound like them, that's a big deal. You know, we haven't, for a long time, we didn't really have many cinematic representations of ourselves. And at the end of it, yes, yeah, people, you know, people came up and were quite affected and wanted to talk. And I always find that very moving um, and very validating because, you know, their experience was what I had hoped. You know, there is, I think, I think the film does want to um, gesture towards something quite comforting, uh, ultimately, you know, and, and you know, it's going to be really fascinating. Now I've, I finally get to share the film properly and I'm so thrilled as well, you know, that it's got this theatrical release, that people will be in cinemas watching it because it's a tough time for indie films, you know. Stacey, final question, very impossible question, but right off the top of your head, can you name one of your all-time favorite films? And what is it about this film that still speaks to you today, not just as a cinephile, but as as a filmmaker as well? Do you know a film that ended up bouncing around my head a lot through this process is Todd Haynes' Safe. And it's one of his earlier films, and it's I think it's really underrated. And I think it shares this sort of philosophical horror that is really sort of low key, but but so sort of designed, and it's yeah. If if you if you or your listeners haven't uh, haven't checked it out, it's it's definitely worth a revisit. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I really loved you before, and you know, congrats on your film. Thank you so much. Lovely chatting to you. Pleasure. Take thank care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Close it up one time. Turn. Grip it. Okay. Double it. Saturday this weekend, my sister's got a big fight going on. You know I can't win without my baby sis. You think I'm going to win? You better say yes. <laughs> I find girls and bring them to the motel. Is that right? Yes, yeah, right. If you want to go through with this, you have to be all in and play the part. Once you're there, you're on your own. If I were you, I'd walk away. Hi. Hi. 
Nice to meet you. Put your seatbelt on, please. my responsibility to keep her safe and I failed to do so. Where is she? She's gone. I'm never going to see her again. Nobody's looking because nobody cares. Not a day goes by where I don't think about this little girl. You think I remember their name? This about survival. Go! You gotta be ready. Get out of here, girls! Go! myself she's dead but she keeps swimming on back to me to remind me she's still out there where's my sister joseph first of all i love films like um filmmakers like sydney lumet and Catherine bigelow where they mix visual cinema with social social issues mm. so how how important was it to have someone like Haley as sort of just your co-collaborator on this to make this uh, a perfect marriage of both forms? Uh, I mean, honestly, it, it was everything, you know, with, without her, the, the film doesn't exist, you know? And I knew very, very early on from meeting her that like, I, I was going to be very open to have her perspective and her knowledge and her input on the story. I can write the script, you know, obviously, but like, I wanted her to, I just wanted to collaborate with her and also building the character because she was also acting in it. So how can we fuse sort of the real emotion that we want to bring into that character? So it was, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of my favorite films do that, you know, narrative films, they, um, they sort of, um, um, you know, they'll blend sort of a genre, but with, and, and take an audience on a very specific cathartic ride, but also leave them in a place where they're thinking. Um, and, building up my first film, my first film I made, Manasusias, was sort of a similar thing um, that I'm just, at, at this point right now, you know, that's that's very much what, what I'm interested in. Um, I feel like, you know, I became a filmmaker to try to, I grew up in an area that was really diverse and I didn't see a lot of people that, of like the people that I hung out with represented on screen a lot. So very early on as a filmmaker, I just said, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do different. Clearly there's a, there's a sequence in this film towards the early part where your character refuses to tap out. And I have a feeling that that is a sentiment that you share and just wondering how long it took for you to develop that inner strength where, you know, society tells us that the house always wins, the odds are stacked against us, but even through that, your character, and it seems like yourself, you're, you're still fighting. And where does that spirit come from? Just wondering. Um, well, just, I mean, verse, me versus the character, I think it's like totally on two si- different sides of the spectrum. Whereas the character, Kaylee, um, she's so guilty about her sister being missing because she thinks that it's her fault. She thinks everything's her fault. Um, so I believe, and this is where we were coming from with her, is that it's almost like she does want to, she feels like she should be the one that's missing or she just wants her life to be taken because she doesn't even feel like it's worth anything. So that perspective of I'm not tapping out because maybe this this is where I need to be I should be I should be getting you know choked out or something that 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 was her perspective whereas um you know myself I will never I'll die on my shields kind of a thing because it's just that warrior spirit I have the history of the people I'm from the Wampanoag Nation um I come from a great war chief named Anawan he was King Philip's right-hand man and he was that just I'm directly from that lineage so it's 
embedded in my DNA to be a warrior, especially today's um, society and what indigenous people have faced, um, just really fighting inside and outside that ring for my people or fighting for all nations. That's where that comes from. And it took me a while to kind of realize what path I was on. But once I realized it, you know, I took it and I'm going to run with it. Again, I I won't stop swinging until (laughs) I'm on my shields. You know, just on on a, I guess on on a base level for for both of you guys, just how awesome is it for people, A, to enjoy your, your co-venture on this, that they love this movie, but then on a, on a more real side, the fact that people will come out, come out from this movie knowing what hashtag MMIW stands for. Do you think for both of you, is that just really one of the most important parts about making this film? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, there's so many parallels for my boxing, why I even do what I do and still continue to fight and have a purpose way bigger than myself and outside of me just fighting and loving the, the, the sweet science. But I fight with purpose. Every punch is a prayer. I come out and grant entry. Energy is real. Um, so I, I fight for those who can't fight anymore. I fight for those who came before me, have a voice for the voiceless. And the fact that um, you know, I use my boxing platform for the same type of, of, of thing as far as, you know, people will do start knowing what MMIW stands for, for boxing. So now I have another platform. It means everything because, uh, you know, awareness is the catalyst to change. So it means everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and for me, you know, I, I think, um, well, just our, our relationship, um, you know, we're, 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 we're family now. So, yep. so that's, uh, we're, we're, um, and that's one of the beautiful things about making films sometimes and working with real people and, um so for artistically like that collaboration is um was really really great and and you know what she just spoke on really that was the whole reason why we we wanted to make the film you know was just to bring awareness um we didn't obviously it's such a complicated issue that you can't answer it all in the 80 minute film or anything you know but we just we wanted to take our sort of it's our art- artistic interpretation of it and uh, make a piece of art and hopefully that it reflects and makes people think. And, you know, the film has now traveled all over the world, like in these in these festivals all over the world. And, you know, a lot of people don't know about the MMIW issue. So um, a lot outside outside North America, really. Um, so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's it's a five it's been a five year journey um, and it's crazy. The movie is now just finally coming out. So um, so it's a lot it's a lot to process, you know, it's a lot to, um, but I mean, I'm grateful, um, and proud of, you know, how we made the film and, 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 and that we made it and that it's out there, you know, Joseph, you, you're a veteran filmmaker. You've worked with a lot of actors and they're very great in their respective craft, but what's it like to work with someone who's absolutely just natural and you're behind the camera and you're seeing that ability unfold before you just, I, I'm sure it's hard for you to put into words because I think that talent is a, a rare thing. Do you agree with that? I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, I, I'm a I'm a type of filmmaker that's interested in real people. You know, it's almost like uh, my first film sort of spawns out of sort of documentary type mindset and in, 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 in traveling and 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 doing that type of stuff. Um, but there is something for me um, with um, when you when you put someone in front of the camera and you start interviewing them, you can just feel something really, really special. And it, with her, it was immediate. It was absolutely immediate. But as a filmmaker, you know, I look at these films as um, 
my children basically so when you're making especially an independent film that doesn't have like super famous people in it and it's going to be such a fight to get it made you know i mean it's gonna people don't know all that that they just see the finished film but they don't see the blood sweat and tears that end up you know almost giving up on it but for me one thing that's really wonderful about working with someone who isn't like a huge famous actor is i get to form this really really special relationship and trust with them so by the time we're on set it, for me as a director, it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's it's an amazing experience. Whereas when I do a lot of television directing, you know, especially if you're an episodic television director and you come in on a middle episode, you don't you don't know the actors. You haven't even met the you meet them that day, you shake their hand, you block the scene, you do it. Again, that's a different it's a different thing. And I'm grateful to have that experience. And really we blended those I blended those two things on this film because we we did have Lisa Emery in the film. We did have some some, you know, faces in it that were like, oh, I, you know, Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn, yeah. And ha- if I didn't have that experience of doing television and they just come and we do the thing, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that, you know. But for for specifically like these films, like if if I'm going to spend five years doing it, you know, it's like that par- part of the process um, is very fruitful for me. It's just it, it, it helps me learn and grow as a, as a person, you know. Kaylee, you mentioned boxing is a sweet science. And from a person like me who's an outsider, I'm looking at as boxing is a, is a sport of winning and losing. But for you, when you call it the sweet science, there's much more layers to that. Can you just, I guess, in layman's terms, explain that maybe I'm, I'm assuming for you, it's more than just about the W or the L? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I even a loss is a win to me because boxing is one of those things is there's no ceiling. If you put a ceiling in your knowledge and in, in any anything, especially something like boxing, then you're kind of blocking your blessing because I can learn something from watching Mike Tyson videos, but I can also learn something from watching that five year old throw a perfect jab that maybe that I never knew. And it's one of those things that you can you just got to keep an open mind with. And it is a sweet science as it's an art, it's a dance, it's beautiful chaos. It's you have to be so calm when you do this such violent thing um the more angry you are you can't you know it blocks you so it's it's you have to be meant it's more mental than it is physical i mean um you have to keep yourself very grounded and what you may think just like if you're painting a picture you don't really know what you're going to paint but you know you can paint something i know i'm going to fight this person we can talk about it some blue in the face but i won't know until that bell rings and that person's right in front of me so it's something you have to be very present with you can't think about the 10th round if you're in the fourth round you have to know what's right in front of you so you can react so i that's what i mean by like the sweet science of uh, boxing and I, I apologize for this narcissistic question towards you did you know that you were a natural actor and then for this collaboration do you are you ready for more offers and you know because with more offers comes you know you're going to spend a little bit less time around boxing are you ready for that to come and did you know that you were natural because it's amazing yeah i mean i i knew i wanted to do it and i thought this is just like i didn't know i was as good as i am at boxing it took me a long time to accept that i was really that good and, and feel and act accordingly you know because we have as indigenous women we had the sorry for being here kind of attitude and it gets passed down so Number one, I didn't know I was good as boxing as I am now, and I actually accepted it. Number two, the acting thing. I mean, I knew maybe that I had a little something, but it was just putting the trust in Joseph for really saying, no, you are like a natural. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. And then hearing the responses that I'm getting and actually really falling in love, it's something. I think you're a natural in anything that you really love. And I didn't know I even liked or loved acting or storytelling, and I actually really love it. So as narcissistic as a 
doesn't sound <laughs> i mean i knew i was okay but i didn't know I was that good <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, was, I was just gonna say um you know um having a love for boxing and I've, it's grown a lot as, as i spent more time with kaylee but it's all about being present and in the moment. Right. And that's kind of basically what acting is. You know what I mean? Um, you're, you're, you're on the journey to find the result of the performance that you're, you don't want to just play the result. And if you played the result in boxing, you'd be dead, right. Yeah, you'd yeah. be done. So um, I think there was a lot of the fact that she was a fighter really translated well. And, and also even being in front of the camera and doing sort of very complicated steady cam works in a dance with the camera. You know, she has the peripheral vision to uh, just hit her mark. And, you know, it takes people a long time to figure that shit out, you know? so Maybe some don't even figure it out, right? Some yeah, of them don't yeah, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That doesn't matter. Yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, I think that that was a good, there was a good bridge there. Um, but again, you know, it's just, it's something sometimes there's something inexplicable, inexplicable as a filmmaker. And I just, I just knew, you know, I just knew when, when we first started hanging out that, that I had no doubt. I never had any doubt. My final question to both of you is I, I, I know that's very hard to put into words, but you know, I'm thinking about compounding value. What's for you over the five-year journey, what's been the greatest part of it? And I'm sure I'm assuming the greatest part of this journey is you're experiencing it now because you're getting so many people with their families who watch this and they share their personal stories with both of you. Have have both of you experienced such a thing? And is there a way to put that into words, actually, in, in an answer like that? So, I, you know. Um, you know, the best thing about this entire experience, number one, I got some more family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I kind of stumble across something that um, is can be just as effective as my boxing, because boxing isn't forever, and telling stories and another talent that I have to share with the world. But the fact that we haven't had to explain a thing about the themes that we're trying to get across to people in this film, people tell us in different countries, people get exactly what we're we're trying to do. There's never any questions, it's observations and things that people get from it. Not, well, I don't get this. It's just people are giving us really good feedback and we don't, we just sit back and let it unfold and people take it for what it is. That I think that's the most beautiful thing for me, at least. Uh, yeah, for me, it, it would probably just be, um, you know, our, our our friendship and and in the process and the learning, you know, it, it's like for me, it's never about the result. It's about the process and in making mistakes and, and learning from them, you know, um, right now, as it's, a, it's as the filmmaker, it's a, it's a it's a it's always a terrifying time when the film's coming out because like literally as we're talking right now like you know 20 reviews could come out and who knows if they like it or they don't like it and then you know so it's i tend to kind of go into a more reflective place as the film is 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 getting closer to being released you know um and you know i i i just hope that people really like it but 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 it's not really what's most important was i think the journey if that makes sense Thank you so much for your time. You mentioned Alexander McKendrick, very esoteric. Love his work as well. So he's most <laughs> success. So I'm I'm asking you about this, Joseph. Is this going to be a De Niro, Scorsese, John Ford, John Wayne kind of collaboration with you and Kaylee down the road? Because I will be disappointed <laughs> as a movie fan if I don't see more stuff with you guys down the road. So can you speak to that? Can you guys speak to that? I mean, I'm sure we're gonna. I, I'm sure we'll work together. We 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 just don't have we don't have any time. I mean, she's a professional fighter. I ha- I make these little movies and I have to go shoot for like seven months on a television show. So, but we'll find we'll find the time. And, if and the, the public right wants it and demands it, we're gonna do it. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we're already talking like we have different ideas and stuff. We just we just haven't had the time to like sit down and really kind of 
but, but once the storm settles, I think, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 but I'm sure, we're, and I'm always, you know, and it's probably very special, but, you know, I'm always looking to cast her and stuff too. Like if I'm up for a show or something, or I'm always going to be uh, throwing that out there. So. Thank you guys. Kaylee, Kaylee, whatever you do, good luck with boxing, continued success. And do not make Joseph is a talented filmmaker. Do not make him go Hollywood. He is talented. No. I know. No, I got it. We're going to hold these other down. People keep each other grounded in reality. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Love your film. Really, really thoughtful questions. Thank you so much. Thank you.